mama, are you stuck, trapped, feeling like you just cannot find the answers no matter where you look? Mainstream advice is just not working anymore. You've searched everywhere and bought everything and you still feel like you and your kids are stuck in a grindy trap. Well, I am here to help you find solutions that integrate your kids into your life so it can feel flowy and easy and fun because I know that's available to all of us. Hello friends, hello mamas. Um, Normally I record in my wardrobe but today I'm going to record while I walk around and pick up clothes because they are everywhere. (laughs) And normally I would always encourage my kids to help with this, but you know those days where you're like, oh, I just want the freedom to clean up without anyone else interfering. And possibly I'll get rid of some clothes in the meantime. (laughs) Anyway, so independence versus separation. And I believe that over time, these two things have gotten deeply mixed up. And so we think that our kids are supposed to separate us from us easily if they are independent, whereas they are two vastly different developmental areas. And true social and emotional separation from mother is not until a child is beginning to move into their own etheric body as they start to lose their teeth. Children are getting younger at this. Some of that's to do with some other environmental factors, but it's actually usually like between six and eight. So yeah, we separate from our kids earlier than that, but that's not necessarily through safety. That is through necessity and life. So I wanted to talk about independence and how we mistakenly turned independence into separation. Independence is when you can actually do things on your own. And because unfortunately the narrative of self-soothing and baby's inability to self-soothe has made all our parenting platforms be able to grow so large, um, we have ended up in this space of that children are unable to self-soothe, children are unable to separate. We need to teach them. And that's not actually true. Our children all come out like perfect regulators, perfect people. You know, babies knew how to sleep in the womb and anyone who's been through that last trimester and had to wonder for like several hours, like, is it still alive, drinking lemonade, sucking on ice, that baby can stay asleep for a really long time. And they come out still able to sleep for a really long time. It's just that we like to stop them with our fears and our scares and all those things. But anyway, I wasn't here to talk about babies. I was here to talk about um, independence. And how do we raise independent children? Now, the ways that we raise independent children is that we stop interfering with their 
cognitive functioning, so their play or their being, with inanimate objects, so toys. So toys have stopped your children from being able to play independently. They have stopped them from being able to function independently. Now, I'll give you some clear examples of, of how this correlates into life, right? So previously, when we grew up, if we would have water play, it would involve sucking the end of a hose, spraying your brother with it, eating snails that are going up the wet footpath, <laughs> jumping in the rain, um, playing in mud. Not all of us, but most of us would have experienced some of that in our childhood. Now, what did we do to replace that? So we put our little proper stoppers on our hoses and we don't want our kids to get wet because we have to go somewhere. And we give them water trolleys. <laughs> when I say that loud, it almost sounds funny. We give them these play water centres and we give them a paddling pool and we give them all these things that stop that independence. Now, when you originally just played with a hose, what did that eventuate to? Your mum would say, turn off the hose, you're wasting water. Or she would say, can you go put that under the tree? Can you put that in the pot? Can you water that? That's where it would eventuate to. I have this theory with the young babies that they always have their own cupboard that's safe for them to play in. So it could be flannels. It could be um, plastics. It could be whatever, but it's a safe cupboard for that baby in the kitchen. Sometimes it's the pantry. You know, it just depends. They've got a safe place to play. And where does that evolve to? That evolves to coming up to the bench and stirring the pot for mama. That comes to chopping up the fruit. It evolves into something else because they're in the kitchen. Now, almost every home I go into now <laughs> has a child-proof gate on the kitchen. Like those kids are just not even allowed in the kitchen. And we didn't grow up like that. I, I don't think there's anyone in my generation that would have ever had a child-proof gate on the kitchen. And you'll say to me, oh, you know, my brother burnt his hand or blah, blah, blah. But like, I can guarantee you he didn't burn his hand again, right? Accident, we've stopped, tried to stop so many accidents that we've actually stopped the existence of living. And what happens with the exist, stopping the existence of living is that there is no independence left for our kids, you know, we have to give them some space to grow. We have to give them some space to develop. Um, we have to give them space to make really fucking terrible mistakes, really wrong things, so they know internally what wrong and right feels like. Not that it's just like, oh, this is good. Oh, like, let's talk about it. No, if it feels wrong inside your body, you're on the wrong path. And we want our kids to know this, but we cannot teach it through objects. You cannot teach a child how to chop fruit with plastic or felt fruit, okay? You cannot pretend play cupcakes and it be anywhere near the same experience as going to a cafe and eating cupcakes together. If you didn't spend the money on those pretend cupcakes and just one time, just one time after school, you went to a cupcake shop and sat and ate indulgent cupcakes without looking at your phone, with just looking at each other 
and licking icing and being too full for dinner, I can guarantee you, your kids will never forget those things. But the $30 you spend on pretend cupcakes, they will forget. I've had all these things. I've had pretend kitchens. I've had pretend bins. I've had pretend everything. And I've got rid of it all, all over time, because nothing can replace living. Nothing can replace the true essence of experience. And your children's independence is going to come from how much of that stuff they can do from how young. My two-year-old knows if he drops a glass, it smashes everywhere because I don't use any plastic plates. I don't use any plastic cups. I don't use anything plastic. Has he dropped and smashed things? Hell yeah. Have I had to replace them? Hell yeah. But I am not going to teach him to drink out of a cup with a plastic cup. He's had baby cups in his cot and when he was little for when I felt it was developmentally appropriate. But he's kind of stopped drinking from them, just on his own. So that's it for me for now. But let's actually look at what it requires to be independent. And it is not the same as separation. Sending you so much love today. See ya.